Hi there, James Wedmore here. I'm host of the Mind Your Business podcast and founder of the Rapid Growth System for online experts looking to scale their business, business by design. And if you don't know me, I've actually been running an online business for the past 15 years now, and I primarily do that with digital products. And I don't think I need to tell you that digital products are hands down the most profitable and fulfilling business model that exists online. Think about it. What else allows you to take your genius, your wisdom, your expertise, and package it in a way that you build it once and continue to get it into the hands of thousands, reach people all over the world, and start getting paid to make a difference? That's what I've done, and chances are, if you're listening to this, that's what you want to be doing as well. But let's face it, it's hard. Is super overwhelming. And everyone seems to be teaching that one thing. Like you have to be doing this to be successful or this is the answer to get more customers or this is the platform or tool you need to be on in order to reach more people. But the problem is business is not whittled down to just one thing. And until you take a holistic approach to running your business, chances are you'll be missing more than one thing. And that's where I come in. This June, I am hosting the first of three live training workshops called The Rise of the Digital CEO. In this training, you're going to walk through and see behind the curtain of my eight-figure digital product-based business so you can see the exact five gears that run my entire business. Whether you're just starting out or you're struggling to sell your course or you're ready to scale it and take to the next level, you're going to see what today's most successful digital CEOs are doing differently to attract more clients and customers and sell more of their digital products. To step into the role that your business needs, head on over to businessbydesign.net forward slash rise. It's almost like the click of the button and you can just go through that onboarding process. It's automated. So you don't necessarily have to go in and touch everything. Um, and it's going to keep the process moving along. And then when it comes to monthly bookkeeping, for example, there's a lot of things you need to request from your clients or emails you need to send your clients, documents you need, questionnaires, all those things can be set up on an ongoing uh, recurring basis. So you have that process, you know what works for you and your business, and you can basically rinse and repeat. You set it up for each client. You can customize some things for all their different needs. And then it just is going on and on, you know, every month or quarterly or whatever it is so that you can use that same process. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to type out all their emails. You can, you know, request all the things that you need from your clients. So it's great for you because you have that process that works and you're reusing it every time. Hey, and welcome to the Ambitious Bookkeeper podcast. I'm Serena Shoup. I am a CPA and mom of three, and I'm running a virtual bookkeeping business, mostly from my home. You're in the right place if you're a bookkeeper, accountant, or an accounting student, and you know that your purpose is bigger than sitting in a cubicle. If you're ready to learn some actionable tips and strategies to help you start and grow a bookkeeping or accounting business, I hope you stick around. For the last two months, if you've been following along on the podcast, you may have been listening to our special niche series where I interviewed many accounting firm owners who specialize 
and niche in a certain industry or a certain software. And hopefully you gained a ton of value and took away lots of ideas that you can implement in your own bookkeeping or accounting business. This month, we are doing a series on systems. Again, I will be interviewing experts on systems as they pertain to bookkeeping and accounting. And this is the first of our systems episodes. I hope you enjoy. If you've been enjoying these special series, please take a screenshot, share them on the socials, tag me at Ambitious Bookkeeper, and let me know what has been your biggest takeaway. Another great way to support this is to go ahead and review our podcast and drop a question in there for me because I have something special dropping as well around little Q&As. So if you have a question you'd like answered, please send me a DM and I will record a short and sweet podcast episode and maybe you'll hear it on the air. Thank you so much for supporting the show. I truly appreciate you tuning in each week and as does my team. We put a lot of effort into producing these shows and I hope that you are finding tons of value, inspiration, and learning a thing or two. All right, now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Ambitious Bookkeeper podcast. Today I have two special guests on with me, Katie and Ashley of Cabot in Maine, who specialize in setting up systems and workflows for accounting firms. So welcome, Ashley and Katie. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. Whoever wants to kind of like intro themselves first and the business, I'll let you kind of take the lead. So can you give us like a background? of your business, how you got there, and how you guys came together? Yeah. So I'm Ashley. Thank you so much for having us here. And so Katie and I, like you mentioned, we work with accountants to set up workflows and automations. And we didn't always do that. We actually, just to share a little bit of our background, we both worked in the corporate world together for for 10 years. That's where we first met. I remember the first project we worked on creating a training program and, you know, we, we did well in the corporate world. We enjoyed it for a while and it got to a point though, that we just kind of burned out. We had started families and we were working late nights and um, we're both high achievers and just wanted to do well, but it got to a point where it just, we kind of had this moment of like, I don't know that this is what I, I want. Um, And so Katie, um, she can share her story too. She left a little bit before I did, but we ended up starting our own businesses. We both worked for an accounting and operations firm and did, did that for a long time. So my first thing was, I am going to be a bookkeeper because I know how to do accounting and that's how I started. So I really loved doing that for a while. Um, that kind of got to the point where I burnt out again. And so I was like, I left, I have all this freedom, but I got, I was working those late nights again, grew pretty quickly, which was amazing, but kind of struggled because burnt out. And so that's the point where Katie and I really, it was actually Katie who's like, Ashley, I made a comment of like, maybe I should just go back to the corporate world. And she's like, you cannot do that. You know, we left for a reason. And that was kind of that pivotal moment, I would say, where we really got back to those operations roots from the corporate world and started putting in systems into our business. And we 
Loved it so much that sort of pivoted. And now that is our main focus is setting up those systems and workflows and really focusing on the accounting industry since that was kind of near and dear to our heart. I'll let Katie kind of share a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, I think Ashley summed up kind of our story together. Like she said, I worked in corporate world and did it. I was in accounting. I was uh, also worked as a project manager and helping our accounting department set up systems and automation and all of that. And similar to Ashley, when I left, I was burnt out. I wanted to do something on my own and I had absolutely no idea what that was. (laughs) I just knew I needed something different. So I tried a few different things. And when Ashley and I came together, one of the things that I had always loved was the operations and the systems. And so we still kind of were trying to figure out what we wanted to do, but we just kept coming back to we're accountants and we also happen to love systems and creating efficiencies and all of that. And so, you know, like Ashley said, I think we kind of came to this realization of we love doing those things. So let's help other people do them as well. And it's not necessarily like a love for technology and and all that. I think it's the benefits of that and getting back to making sure that we have enough time and our clients have enough time to do the things that matter the most to them and technology and systems and automation is the way to do that. So I think it really just kind of came full circle for us as far as working with accountants, being accountants and loving to give back that time. That's so important to us too. Yeah. That's uh, amazing how you guys came together. I've, (laughs) I've definitely worked with people in corporate that I'm like, if I ever could, like I would want to work with them again. So it sounds like you guys had that. Did you work at the same company? Is that where you went? Okay. We did. You both were in the accounting department or like project management or. Yep. So we were like basically straight out of college accountants working together And I think the very first project for me, at least, that I ever did at the company was working directly with Ashley. So we were accountants working on projects and trying to come up with a system to help onboard new hires into our team. So, I mean, it was literally one of the very first things we did, and it's something that we actually do with our clients now. So every time we're working on, you know, onboarding or anything like that, we get a little excited. We're like, oh, this is where we started a long, long time ago. Yeah. So now the two of you have a business together. So Ashley, you said that you started out with your own bookkeeping business. Is that correct? And then Katie, did you also start out doing that? And then you guys came together, walk me through now. So I, like I said, really didn't know what I wanted to do. So my last role in corporate was a project manager, but I didn't really think that that was something that I could go do for people. I think at the time I didn't really know the path for what that could look like. So I literally tried a few different things. I did try bookkeeping really briefly. I did some marketing. I had worked in nonprofits doing some marketing. And so I did that for a few clients and then quickly started pivoting to, I was constantly like, let's look at your operations. How are those SOPs looking? So I kind of kept finding myself leaning in and doing more of that. And then when Ashley and I joined together, we really We knew we wanted to work together. We just had always worked so well. We're good friends and we knew we could do more, but we were still trying to figure out 
exactly what that was. I was doing the operations work still and Ashley was doing the bookkeeping still. So it took a little while for us to see, you know, oh, these two really mesh well together doing, you know, the systems and automation for accountants. Yeah. So what was like your first, I guess your first consulting gig with like an accounting firm? Like how did that go versus like how you have things set up now? I'm always interested to see like a before and after basically of like, (laughs) what, what did you struggle through like the most with maybe it was getting your first client or like just organizing the project or like, how did, how did it look back then versus how it looks now? Well, it's funny because when we first started doing operations and we said, okay, let's come in and help small businesses do that. We actually didn't start with accounting first. We were just like, well, help anybody. Yeah. And we helped, you know, a lot of different industries and then had someone that worked with us in a a mastermind who was a tax accountant and bookkeeper share that she needed some help, but she wanted to work in the system tax down. And at the time we weren't overly familiar with that system in my bookkeeping practice. I had set up systems in general and a process using some automation and technology, but hadn't ventured into that. And so we decided to take it on. We're like, let's see, let's see how we like that. So the very first time was very much like just diving in and doing lots of research and, and finding ways to do it and it was a little bit more experimental. So applying some of the concepts we knew, but to this new system we hadn't worked in. And then we ended up loving it and deciding, oh my gosh, we were meant to work with accountants. That's where we came from. We love this. We know the industry. And from there on, we started focusing. We looked at different accounting systems, but really liked TaxDome specifically. So I think where we are now We have a pretty standard process in terms of how we understand a client's business, how we gather information from them, how we come up with that best system before it was very much like experimental and trying this and that. So now I would say we have our own system for how we help clients. It looks a little bit different now. Awesome. So you guys specialize in setting up TaxDome for accountants? Yes. Okay. Are there any other systems that you particularly like specialize in for workflows or like if someone's not a tax firm, they're just doing bookkeeping, they're probably not going to implement tax dome. Right. Right. So, well, I was going to say one of the things that we really started with actually was Dubsado. So Mm -hmm. in our own business, Dubsado and ClickUp are our two main primary systems that we've used for, for years now. And we really like them and they are great. What we found, and actually a lot of our clients have worked also in Asana. That's another one as well. But specifically with Dubsado, one of the things we found is it's a really good place to start when you have, you know, a, a smaller client load. Um, and then we've helped transition our clients as they grow into using TaxStone because it really is set up to help you scale. And as you take on a higher volume of clients, Dubsado is a little bit more challenging to work with. And so we've found that we're really encouraging people to make that transition a little bit sooner because, Mm -hmm. you know, having great systems from the beginning, a lot of people don't do that, but it's, it's such a game changer because you can set things up right when you have a small pool and it just makes it so much easier as you grow. And it's going to take you a lot less time 
you know, on each individual client because you already have everything set up. So we do, we love all of those systems, really. There's so many good ones out there. I think specifically for us with Taxum, what we found is it just does a lot more and it helps you again with that bigger volume of clients. And so it's a little more comprehensive, it takes a little bit more work, you know, in setting it up from the get-go, but it's totally worth it as you grow your business too. One thing I would add with Taxstone is the name is a little bit misleading because it has tax in it. So that's a question we get pretty often is, oh, but I don't do taxes. I do bookkeeping, but I don't venture on the tax side. This must not be for me. And it actually is really that system made for any type of accounting firm. So we've actually helped people who are bookkeepers and solely do bookkeeping, set it up and set it up in a way that's pretty customized by client. Cause as a bookkeeper, sometimes, you know, the unique needs of each client are a little different. So we've actually set up quite a few bookkeepers in tax dome as well. So not just for tax accountants. Okay. Yeah. That was going to be my question. I was like, would uh-huh. you say that tax dome is a solution for just the pure bookkeeping firm? And yeah. if so, like at what point would you suggest because you mentioned like if someone's starting out on Dubsado and they have a lower client load, is there a point where you would say, if you plan on growing past X number of clients, we suggest setting up tax dome or like, what does that look like? I would say it's pretty small. I would say like anything more than a handful of clients, tax dome could be a good solution. So Dubsado is where I started when I put up systems and we use ClickUp, which I know a lot of accountants also use Asana, pretty similar. And it worked pretty well for me. But had I known about Taxdome at the time, I probably would have chosen Taxdome because it's all integrated into one. So even with a small client load, the nice part is you can consolidate your system. So you can get rid of those five different systems that you use to sign contracts, to Um, track your task management, to um, send out questionnaires for your clients. You can kind of do it in that one place. So it's not so much a cost thing because you can actually consolidate a lot. And starting at a little bit smaller place actually has its benefits because you know, if you're, if you're growing and have so many clients, it's a little bit harder to transition to a new system. So a lot of people we've talked to say, I wish I would have done this a little bit earlier on. Yeah. And even for us too, I mean, I think that was our own lesson learned because we grew, like Ashley said earlier, we grew really fast. And even with our operations background, we hadn't spent enough time setting up our systems. And then we're sitting there in this like chaos being like, oh my gosh, if only we had done this sooner. So I feel like for us, that was such a big lesson learned of the earlier in the process you can get those things or the earlier in your business or earlier in your you know, volume of clients that you can set those things up, you're not going to regret it. You will absolutely not regret setting up your systems and getting everything you know, set up in a way that you can manage, but you might regret not doing it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, that's always the thing. It's like, oh, I wish I'd have hired sooner. I wish I would have done this sooner. I wish I would have done that sooner. And it's funny because like, I think what ends up holding people back the most is that it usually is like a money thing. 
initially. It's like, well, I don't want to spend the money on that robust of a system because maybe I don't know how fast I'm going to grow or whatever, but it usually comes back to a money situation. But then in hindsight, you're like, I could have like, I spent so much money on all these other things. Like I could have just invested in this system from the very beginning. And yeah, maybe it was a little pricier than the alternative, but mm-hmm. we would have gotten it set up when we had five clients instead of now we're trying to implement this for 20 or whatever. Right. 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 So, yeah, I always encourage looking at the, the ROI too, because I know I, I was, you know, an accountant by nature. That's just kind of who I was and worked in accounting for a long time. And I was very cost sensitive in the beginning. And we were leaving this corporate salary, starting our own business. And that was a little scary. And so it is easy to say, well, I'll do, I'll just make do without that for a while. And and we did that a lot in the beginning. And, but, but I think sometimes that helps to look at, well, wow, what's the trade-off if I don't do this or what time can I save that I can invest then in maybe some more sales efforts, or maybe just to have time back to have a better work-life balance. So kind of looking at that, that helps. And, and another thing with that, it doesn't have to be everything right away. It's not like if you, if you're just starting your bookkeeping business, you don't have to get taxed on right away or else you'll fail, right? It's, there's a lot of things you can do in the beginning. If you think about systems and, you know, we did a lot with Google drive in the beginning and and click up, right? So there's a lot you can do, but not waiting too long to make that jump and kind of thinking forward. Yeah. What are some of the, like the biggest benefits of implementing something like tax dome? Like, can you walk us through like what exact, like kind of an overall setup of what it looks like. It might be kind of hard without visuals, but like, what are you replacing with tax dome for someone who is piecing together a bunch of systems and like kind of walk me through like a typical, let's say a bookkeeping firm setup. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode of the Ambitious Bookkeeper podcast is sponsored by my brand new free training, The Ultimate Guide to Creating a Profitable Bookkeeping Business. In just one hour, you will learn three keys to creating and launching a profitable bookkeeping business. We will map out your path to creating a bookkeeping or accounting business that keeps you in control of your time, priorities, and expertise. From someone who built a six-figure firm on part-time hours. That's right. You can stay in control of your time, keep family as your priority, and serve your clients well. It just takes a little strategy up front, and I'm going to help you with that during this free training. So head over to the show notes to sign up now for the next training and find out how you can choose the work you do, kick imposter syndrome to the curb, use tech to be super efficient, which all leads to a profitable business. Just head on over to ambitiousbookkeeper.com training. And I will see you there. Yeah. So I would say just kind of out of the gate, one of the biggest things is not reinventing the wheel every time. So let's say you're onboarding your new client and you're onboarding another one tomorrow and another one the next day. And that's great because you're growing, right? But you don't have to start from scratch and start thinking about, okay, what do I need to ask them? What information do I need to that from them? What documents do I need to collect? Oh, what, what do I want to put in my proposal? What about my contract? Like all those things that you might be starting 
just from an onboarding perspective, starting from scratch every time, you can set every single one of those up in a system like Dubsado. And then it's almost like the click of the button and you can just go through that onboarding process. It's automated, so you don't necessarily have to go in and touch everything. Um, and it's gonna keep the process moving along. And then when it comes to monthly bookkeeping, for example, there's a lot of things you need to request from your clients or emails you need to send your clients, documents you need, questionnaires, all those things can be set up on an ongoing uh, recurring basis. So you have that process, you know what works for you and your business, and you can basically rinse and repeat. You set it up for each client, you can customize some things for all their different needs, and then it just is going on and on, you know, every month or quarterly or whatever it is, so that you can use that same process. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to type out all your emails. You can, you know, request all the things that you need from your clients. So it's great for you because you have that process that works and you're reusing it every time, but also for your clients, they, they get to know what to expect, the timing, the updates, the requests, all those things. For them, it's great from a client perspective because they have a simple way to use it. They have a client portal. They can go in and upload secure documents to sign things, all the things they may need to do from a client perspective. It's really great as well. Mm -hmm. Ashley, I don't know if you'd add anything onto that too. Yeah, I think just, you know, some of the, the systems that can replace too. So Katie described that onboarding process that you can repeat over and over. So there's unlimited e-signatures in there. So if you have a separate e-signature program, it can completely replace that. So contracts, things like that, you can store in there. Their questionnaire system is really amazing because you can have conditional formatting. So like an onboarding questionnaire where you're gathering information from a client. And one of the best things I do love about it also is it's really secure. So if you're requesting any sensitive information from your client, whether it's bank account numbers or logins, if they're providing this information to you, the system is secure. So that's like one major bonus I would point out. And I know for me, one of the challenges when I started to grow as a bookkeeper is keeping track of everything and where it was. And you have clients emailing you this and like when it was a few clients, it was not so bad. I could just kind of wing it and, you know, make sure everyone's taken care of. But the more clients I added on, it starts to get kind of hard to track everyone and where they're at at every moment, making sure you're getting things on time. And so that's why this workflow is beautiful because you have different kind of places where the client's at and maybe that monthly process, and you can easily see where each one is at and parts of the process are automated. So if let's say that example where you do have to request a statement from a client, once they give that to you, their job automatically moves on to the next stage. So, you know, okay, now I can go ahead and start on this one. It's not having to manually track all of those things. And that was, that's just huge from an overall client management standpoint. Yeah. I can, I can see the benefit of that, of not having to like, okay, did this client send us what we asked for? Yes. And you're like spending time checking. Oh, it's yes. not in the folder. Okay. I got to move on yep. to the next, the next client. And exactly. it's like, you're constantly like going back and forth and yep. interrupting your own workflow with that. So right. yeah. yeah. And the reminders on that point too, because, you know, sometimes it does take a couple prompts. They're busy business owners and they forget sometimes. And so you can have automatic reminders. If they didn't provide something yet, you can set whatever frequency you'd like to follow up on that. So that's a big time saver too. 
Does Taxdome have a like feature where like if you know you're going to need the same thing every month, like it sends automatically sends the thing to them or do you have to like log in and like at least trigger it and then after that the reminders go? Now, that's one of the beautiful things about it is the ability to have recurring workflows, recurring tasks, things like that, that can be set up so that they're automatically happening. And I think especially in, you know, something where you have a monthly process and bookkeeping is a great example where you, you need to do this every month. You need to request, you know, the whatever documents you need to, you know, have them sign something. You need to send them an email, whatever it is, you can set it up. So it just recurs every month or quarter or whatever the frequency is for that particular job. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people that like thought tax dome was just for tax accountants. Like, yeah. Oh, there is no, it's pretty common. You can look at it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, And actually I feel like one of the areas that we've been getting the most questions lately is specifically around bookkeeping and the customization. And, you know, each client is unique and has unique things that they need. And so I think that's been one of the concerns that we've seen, you know, Oh, can we do that in tax stone? And there are a lot of customization and types of different types of things that you can do within Taxum to meet the different needs of your clients. Right. They have custom fields, for example. And like Ashley was mentioning, a lot of conditional formatting and conditional questions and things like that, that you can use to really meet the needs of, you know, your unique clients and what they really need. Yeah. To. Yeah. We found bookkeepers tend to have a little bit more nuance with clients. That's what I experienced anyway. From a tax perspective, you know, they have different business types, but a 1040 is a 1040 and, you know, it's pretty straightforward. But with businesses, if you work with multiple industries or even within the same industry, you might have different needs. One client has to send you their statements because maybe you don't have their login or one client, you have an additional task where they own a piece of equipment that you have to do something with. You know, it's just, there's a lot more nuance in that. And that's, the beauty of it, it's like, hey, these five clients, send them this email before the end of the month. But these 10 over here, we don't need that. We just want to kick something off on the first and let them know we're getting started. And so there's just so much customization you can do in there, which is really great. That's awesome. As far as the proposal piece, because I know we talked about Dubsado. A lot of people use Dubsado for the proposal in the contract. Is that something that Taxdome can replace as well? So that is a feature that is supposed to be coming basically any day now. You know, it actually might even be happening today. I don't know yet, but um, they have been talking about proposals for a long time. I think that is the, the one gap that they have had, I would say, is that that piece has been missing. We do have a workaround for that where... You can actually set it up. You can send it out. You can customize it, all the things, but it's not technically a proposal in the system. However, again, that should be coming out anytime now. And we're looking forward to that quite a bit, I would say as well. And that's another thing we have found, you know, we've worked with a ton of different systems and I do feel like Taxome is really good at listening to what their users actually need and want. They have a roadmap they put out to say, hey, here's what we're working on. And there's constantly new features and updates and upgrades and all the things. And they really do invest in their platform, which is one of the things that we've found to be really encouraging. And one of the reasons that we do invest a lot of time into the system is knowing that 
you know, some of these issues we may have or things that pop up, they're working on them and they're, they're listening to feedback and they're implementing the things that people really need. Yeah. That's always important when you are choosing a system or a platform to work with. (laughs) I know that's like the main reason. I mean, one of the many reasons why I prefer zero because their support is just so amazing, but yeah, it makes a big difference when you have that support and know their continued development of the program. Yeah, absolutely. As far as like price points go, I mean, you don't have to like mention what their pricing is like, but is it because that's always subject to change, right? Whenever you're listening to this episode, it's probably going to be different, but is it like on a per client pricing or do you buy like a chunk of like, what is the pricing structure like with Taxdome? That's the great part is you could have add more and more clients and the price won't change for you. So it is a flat fee. They have different options. They have a light version and a pro version. We definitely recommend the pro version. It's going to really get you that automation. That's going to save you that time. It's just worth the investment in our opinion, but as you grow, I know a lot of software is like, okay, cool. This is great for 10 clients, but once you have more, we're going to charge you more fees. And that doesn't happen here. So there's unlimited clients, unlimited e-signatures, unlimited storage. So that doesn't change as you, your firm grows. The only thing I would add on that, that does is the users. So they do charge by the user. So if you have, uh, you know, a couple of team members, you do need to purchase additional uh, licenses for each of your users to use. Yeah. That makes sense. If they're if they're not charging per client, yeah. it's gotta be one or the other, right? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when do you find like the best point for someone as a bookkeeper or an accounting firm owner to come to you? Uh, obviously it's going to be like as soon as possible, but like, is there a sweet spot of like when it really makes sense for somebody to come to you guys to have you start setting these systems up? Yeah, I, I think there's a, there's a couple different points, but most of the time, what we find is a lot of people will purchase tax dome. They know they want it. They know they need it and it sits there and they maybe put their clients in there and they say, I'm going to set it up. And then, you know, life gets in the way for all of us and it sits there a little longer than they want it to. And so, you know, there's a recognition that at some point you need help. And so what we've found for the most part is it's typically people who have already purchased tax dome or know they need it and are realizing they just don't have the time to set it up and they want it done fairly quickly. And a lot of the times if they, if they do it themselves, they, it takes months. It, it does. That's just the reality because, you know, you're juggling a billion things at once. And so I'd say for the most part, it's typically when you recognize you need to do something different, but you also recognize the fact that you don't have the time to invest into it. Ashley, I don't know if you would add anything else. I think um, the only other thing is if someone is thinking, okay, I know I want systems. Let's try out this tax dome. I, we, we generally recommend people have at least some clients already. So if they're coming with no clients, could set it up. But I find that once you have at least a few clients and you've gone through those monthly cycles and you've seen just kind of how 
you want your business to work, that's helpful because we have some information to go off of in terms of your wants and needs. That being said, we're, we're happy to bring best practices and hey, we found it really works well if we set things up this way and, and share ideas and consult. But I think having a few clients under your belt is helpful because um, then you can also see, put them into the system and see how it works and test it out. Yeah. Yeah. So are there other than Taxdome, are there other systems that you guys specifically will set up for clients? And also my part two to that question is if someone does go with you to set up a Taxdome, for example, do you have like a certain timeline that you usually complete those in? Like, is it a couple of weeks? Is it a month? Like, what does that look like typically? So Taxdome is really the main one that we're focusing on now. We were doing some Dubsado as well. And a lot of times in a consult call, we talk through kind of the needs. And if we felt like Taxdome wasn't a good fit, we wouldn't push it. So there are like using a combination of Dubsado or Asana um, or ClickUp. We have done builds in that area. But with Taxdome specifically, it kind of depends. There's a few different ways to do it. Some people just want one workflow set up and not build out the whole thing. I would say that generally takes like a week or so. For the full builds, it really depends on the complexity and what they're looking to do with it. That can take from, you know, two weeks to four weeks, I would say on average. Yeah, that's always good to have an idea of like mm -hmm. the time involved. And then also like what is required of someone who wants that set up? Like there's always a time investment on the person, even if you're yeah. outsourcing something, right. You're yeah. always going to be required to like, I've got to meet with you. I need to get things right. out of your brain. Like, what does yep. that typically look like so that people can kind of be aware of like, what's their time commitment? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So we have a questionnaire that we have clients fill out and that's going to get a good understanding of what your current processes are like, and, and not that we can't talk about that and, and tweak as we fit it into the workflows, gathering certain documents from you. So if you have contracts you're using or proposals you're using, gathering anything that you already do have established is helpful. So there is a process where there's a questionnaire where they put that in. And then we have a series of calls, depending on the build size, generally it's going to be a kickoff kind of design call where we go over that information and we really ask the right questions to get underneath the needs and how we can design a system that really works with that business. Then for larger builds, we typically have an hour check-in call just to go over some of our ideas, how it's going, what questions we have, and then we'll have a final delivery call as well. So it's really about three hours of calls, I would say, spread out as well as the time to kind of document some of your processing questions as well. Yeah. The one thing I would add on as well is at the end, we know it's really important to us that our clients are successful when they use Taxome and we don't just, you know, drop it off and say, great, you know, fun. There you go. <laughs> so we do put together an implementation plan and training as well. And so we have a training vault of videos. And so there's also the time commitment in we have it set up, but now you have to understand it and, and run with it. And so there is a series of, of those action items, basically, that our clients go through to help them get it set up. No, you know, not get it set up, but get used to using it and get trained on it for them, for their team, 
so that they can implement it successfully as well. And so we have about a two week post build implementation period where we do give them those action items and those, those trainings and whatnot to help them get up to speed so that they can run with it smoothly. Awesome. Yeah. I love the whole process you guys have laid out as a bookkeeper. If you're listening to this, like this is how a sales call should go with your clients, (laughs) (laughs) like walk them through your process. Like what time commitment is required of them? Like what kind of systems are you using when, you know, when does period start and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Beautiful ladies. Do you have any other like tips or suggestions for someone who might be, I know your answer is going to be like implement the system, but like little quick wins that, that someone is, if someone's feeling really overwhelmed and they're like in a position where they're like, okay, I know I need to implement a system. Like, where do I even where do I even begin? Like, what would you suggest? So I'll I'll throw mine out and then Ashley can probably throw a different one. I love the idea of a brain dump. So get it out of your head and onto paper, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, from the kickoff with a client and proposal and sales process and all those things, just start writing down all the things that you do in whatever that process is. And once you have that, I think it's really beneficial to then go back with a fresh set of eyes and say like, why am I doing that? Or could I, could I automate this? Or can I create a template for this email and start to just go through each of those things and, and think about how you could improve it. We have this continuous my, uh, improvement mindset that we learn in the corporate world. And I know a lot of the you know former corporate people may, may have this as well, where there's this, you know, ability to look at things and improve just 1% and think about how that 1% can really transform, you know, over time, because then you do another 1%. So we like to look at processes and look at workflows and say like, okay, how can I just tweak this one thing just a little bit? And so you start to go through and, and you go through the automate, you know, what can I automate? What can I delegate? What can I eliminate? And you start to get a really good process. And then you can take that process and then you can start to put it into some software to start to, you know, do some of that automation and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's good. I like the, the brain dump, getting it all out of the head. And my, the thing I was thinking of is similar to Katie's. I, so I am guilty of having an all or nothing, nothing mindset. It's like, go big or go home. Like, let's like (laughs) put everything all into this. But what can happen sometimes is that's impossible. (laughs) It's impossible to put everything into it up front. And then it's easy to get overwhelmed and to give up. So do the brain dump and just pick one thing. Pick one small place to start that you think could make your life easier. Maybe it's, I'm not going to do all these systems yet, but I have Google Drive and I can communicate with my clients that way. And I'm going to have a spreadsheet where we can communicate back and forth. Maybe it's just something small to get you a little more organized or a little easier than where you're at today. Cause you can always add on, we're not going to do everything all at once. So that'd be my piece of advice. Yeah. That's, that's an important one. I think a lot of us get stuck in that trap of like, Oh, if I can't implement the whole entire thing and make it perfect, I'm just not even going to try. Right. Right. (laughs) So yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on today. 
if someone wants to learn more about working with you, where is the best place for them to get more information or to connect with you? Yep. So we're on Instagram. You can go to uh, Cabot in Maine and we hang out there all day long. <laughs> awesome. We will definitely link that in the show notes. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate your time today and it's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so thank much you. for having us on. Appreciate it. Great being here. Bye. Bye. Thank you to everyone who helps make this podcast possible. Content and interviews are produced by me, Serena Shu. Our intro and outro music is written and performed by my brother, Ian Gilliam. Editing is also by Ian using his awesome sound engineering skills along with Descript software. Hosting and publishing is by Buzzsprout. And you can check out the show notes for links to all of these amazing resources and resources mentioned in the episode. Be ambitious.